I dance. And so um, I was dancing in a music video. And then the producer had asked me if I was available to do some Russian rhymes for uh, his um, next album. And so I went into the studio, did the Russian raps. Um, Then I heard that there were animal sounds on his album. And so I was like, I can do animal sounds. I can do rooster noises. <laughs> I got the owl and the dolphin down. Hey, wait, hold on. Let's stop there for a second. So you said you can do rooster noises. Yes. I get the rap, but that's great. Yeah. <laughs> Russian rap, it's also super cool. But rooster noises, let's, <laughs> let's dive into that a little bit. Like, could, could we hear one on yes. the show? Would that be possible? All well, right, let me see see if my voice is there. Okay. You're listening to the Curiosity Podcast. Join your hosts, Scott Gale and Brad Rosacci, as they pursue their mission to help humanity get their curiosity back and on the way, reinvigorate their own. On this episode, we dig deep with Anastasia. We were lucky to have her. She happened to be in town and uh, sat down with us really ad hoc with no notice to have a conversation about her incredible journey from Russia to Houston now in Los Angeles, and we cover a whole wide range of topics from dancing to Russian rap to rooster noises to the city of Los Angeles as compared to Houston and how their journeys as startup cities are uh, developing and expanding. Just a really fascinating conversation. I am stoked about the conversation with Anastasia because there's so much variety in the flow and in the narrative, and I think that's just going to make the whole dynamic of the episode really, really exciting and engaging and just super different. I think probably than any other one that we've had. So all in all, uh, get ready. Let there be curiosity. All right, Brad, here we are again. We are here. I'm Brad. I'm Scott. Welcome to curiosity. <laughs> <laughs> We're here with Anastasia today. Uh, she is being really generous with her time because we kind of had her here last minute and it's (laughs) awesome. It's going to be a great discussion and, um, we are just thrilled to have you on the show. Welcome Anastasia. Thrilled to be here. Right. Well, uh, let's, let's jump into it. We've got, uh, I think a lot to talk about. I heard you mention that you're from or living in LA. I Mm -hmm. don't know if you're from LA, but you're here visiting. So um, how long have you been out in California? Since 2018. I was actually originally from Houston, uh, originally from Russia, then moved to Houston, then moved to L.A. All right. Good deal. Very cool. And how do you spend your days nowadays? We'll get into sort of I'm always interested in kind of the 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 founding story, mm-hmm. the the kind of the moments and sparks of of life that kind of got you to where you're at today. But sort of how do, what do you spend your time doing kind of? Yeah. So, I mean, I work more more, uh, like a nine to five, but it's more than a nine to five. I work in healthcare analytics consulting. So work with several different businesses working on their analytic strategy currently, which is really exciting. Um, Get to go and have a lot of impact there in terms of the kind of the future of what healthcare looks like. Um, And then it's a wild time to be doing that. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Lots of room for opportunity. Awesome. Very cool. And then outside of that, what else do you do? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> and outside of that i uh dance and i'm actually producing music so i'm uh producing my first ep currently sweet and you're on spotify i understand i am on spotify cool what do people look up if they want to see you on spotify it's just anastasia you have to spell it's it out there with it's a-n-a-s-t-a-s-i-y-a and we'll put that in the show notes make sure that's in the show track that down and we'll put a link so that you don't have to just listen but for those that are auditory there you go what genre of music 
would you describe it as? I'm playing with the genres currently, but sure. uh, currently a little bit more on the rap side. All right. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> Very cool. All right. Well, I'll check it out. That sounds cool. I mean, mm -hmm. I love hip hop. I'm a huge Drake fan. Quote him all the time. <laughs> what a time to be alive. <laughs> <laughs> what got you into that genre of music? Like, how'd you land there? So actually, I never thought I would be in music. I was one of the people who was, never really sang at karaoke or anything like that. Um, I dance. And so um, I was dancing in a music video. And then the producer had asked me if I was available to do some Russian rhymes for okay. uh, his um, next album. And so I went into the studio, did the Russian raps. Um, then I heard that there were animal sounds on his album. And so I was like, I can do animal sounds. I can do rooster noises. <laughs> I got the owl and the dolphin down. Hey, wait, hold on. Let's stop there for a second. So you said you can do rooster noises. Yes. I get the rap, and that's great. Yeah. <laughs> Russian rap, it's also super cool. But rooster noises, let's, let's dive into that a little bit. Like, could, could we hear one on yes. the show? Would that be possible? All right, Let me see if it. my voice is there. Okay. <laughs> All right, there it is. Just boom, rooster noise official. <laughs> yes. Maybe that that's like an awesome. intro. Yeah. <laughs> So you just sort of opportunistically yeah, like, hey, I, was like, I, well, I, to... I can help with that. <laughs> Very cool. And so it's on the album now. Um, but then he put, uh, we had some additional time. And so you put on some beats and he's like, do you have anything for this? Mm. And so I had written some poetry uh, way back when. And so I was like, okay. here you go. I uh, have my poetry. And he's like, no, 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 you're singing this. Um, and so now I have put out that song. Um, okay. And so that was kind of my original writing from the poetry. And then now I have on my way to an album. Okay, that's very <laughs> So you know your way around studios from yeah. music studios to podcast studios. You're just a little studio studios. expert. Yeah. Love it. <laughs> and I'm assuming the, the dance style hip hop or what kind of. Yeah, I mean, I do all kinds. I started in kind of the te Texas typical drill team um, and then moved more into more classical ballet and, and do kind of hip hop contemporary currently. Okay. And you still have a thread of that kind of going on? You, mm -hmm. Okay. Actively. I mean, I, I don't know enough about sort of the dance space, so mm -hmm. forgive the dumb questions, but is, is it like a, a, a recurring competition kind of thing or it's just something that you practice and enjoy and then when music video opportunities show up, then you're out there kind of performing? What's kind of, what's kind of that space? What's that dance world look like for you? So now I'm less in the competition space and I'm more in the kind of creation space. And so I partner a lot with the different artists to go and create kind of different either experiences or music videos or things like that. And so I actually, whenever I was moving from Houston, I was looking for the opportunity to kind of do both business um, and data analytics and uh, data science, but also bring in and work in kind of the concept of art and dance. Um, and so that, that was kind of what led me to LA specifically. Awesome. Very cool. Wow. That's, That's wild. Incredible. Those are like, I'm trying to, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to imagine sort of the Venn diagram of those things like healthcare analytics and, and it, is there any overlap at all? Or they're just like totally separate. It's just like, uh, yeah. when you clock out, you put on your, the, the cape and go out and kind of do something very different, like just two whole different another personas. set of superhero powers. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> or are they the same superhero powers? So I would say that like, kind of throughout my life, it has varied in terms of the amount of overlap. Right now, there's a little bit less overlap, but actually how I got into data science was through dance. Mm. Um, I So I was in the dance department at the University of Houston, and then there was within the electrical and computer engineering department, they were doing a project on uh, neuroscience and dance, um, taking a look at kind of the different effort factors and how those look within the brain. Hmm. Um, and so I was recommended by the, uh, the principal dancer that was working with them at the time. Um, and she was a dance faculty member, Becky Valls. Um, and so I was kind of looped into the work at the lab. And so hmm. 
from there, I was given the opportunity to also learn how to program and be more of like a deeper part of the science there as well. And so that's where I learned how to program and then oh, awesome. did the data, kind of the data science portion so, as well. So I've got this image in my head that in terms of the, like the neuroscience, we were wearing like one of those like devices that's mm -hmm. like measuring and you're like dancing with one of these on kind of thing. Is that you like have, a fair? Like you have like the EEG cap on, right? Yeah, I had the EEG so cap cool. on. Uh, <laughs> And Technology catching up with our imaginations <laughs> episode again. This that is, is cool. so cool. That is awesome. <laughs> yeah, it was very cool. <laughs> so I guess uh, maybe if we could rewind a little bit and kind of go back. You mentioned that you're from Russia originally and kind of mm -hmm. made your way to the States. Um, kind of what was, in, the, in terms of the things that you're working on now, it, it, you've told a couple of great, you, you just happen to be in a, in a, in a time and place that, and just a willingness to sort of step out into something that is very unique and different from where you've been. I guess my question is, how did you develop that capability, that skill set? Because a lot of times you do that, that's uh, there's some negative reinforcement factors that sort of happen with just like breaking outside of like, are there, is there sort of a moment growing up where you just like, I'm gonna, like that reinforced kind of this bold approach to, the, like the courage to step out and do something as completely different to step, <laughs> make the step from dance to data analytics. I've not heard that one. It sounds like yeah, curiosity so. might've been applied. <laughs> it was definitely a curiosity. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, it was definitely always an innate curiosity and kind of the, it, I've always enjoyed multiple different things that had kind of different factions. And then to kind of work in time management, I need to find a way to connect all of them to some extent. So just the constraint on your own time is kind of like, hey, time. I like these disparate things and to kind of bring them into my own space. Yeah. So, I mean, it's the time constraint. But then also when you're working on the kind of the different things, it's easy to think of the different kind of threads of thought that go tie them together. So, like, for example, within um, within the work at the lab, it was easy for, easier for me to pick up some of the ideas of different kind of art concepts that I had worked with before to pull in and create and generate experiments than it was for some of the other people who had not necessarily been working on at kind of the same interdisciplinary level. So was this like more serendipity or more intentionality or, I mean, maybe a blend of both? It doesn't have to be an or, right? Like we're taught like in school everything has to be like A, B, C, D. We seldom get all of the above, but let's go broad spectrum. Maybe it is all of the above, but was it, was it one more over the other? I think it's definitely a mixture of both. I do think that I create kind of help create the opportunity by trying to see what's interesting, what questions I'm interested in and kind of driving towards that. Mm. Uh, but I've also been immensely lucky in terms of the kind of the opportunities that have been offered, the people that I've met and the people that have believed in me throughout. That's amazing. So serendipitously intentional. Yeah. <laughs> All right. You heard it here. <laughs> so, I mean, there's, that's, it's really fascinating. I feel like we could sort of spend time down kind of each one of these paths. I guess the, the, it sounds like sort of the, 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 the singing aspect of your career is the most nascent. <laughs> um, where do you see that going? Like, is that, uh, is that something that is just like now you've unlocked this whole new space or you're still kind of experimenting with it? I mean, obviously you're producing an EP and you're kind of moving forward. Like, where do you see that? Where do you see that taking you? So I could see myself going into kind of uh, continuing on into music or maybe even going to producing route. Uh, for me, a lot of the thought has been kind of how I think is oftentimes through movement and through how beats fit into kind of a certain amount of time. Mm -hmm. And so you can creatively go and adjust how different things fit into a certain amount of time or space. And then that can, kind of gives you the constraints with which to play. Hmm. 
And so that's kind of how I've always thought about creativity to a certain extent and how I've kind of created is create a limit to some extent and then kind of break out into the edges of that box and then see where it makes sense to break the box further. Okay. So is it kind of like if you're watching you know, a, a great film and there's the scenes where the person's walking down the street and like the music track plays, is that how your brain is wired? Like every day is a music track playing in your lived experiences? And I would say so. sometimes it's a music track and sometimes it's like a more of like a feeling of kind of distance or closeness. Okay. So it's kind of this as a word. Okay. This <laughs> is a word. The elasticity of, wow, that's pretty beautiful. I imagine you see the world in a very unique way. Cool. <laughs> What's sort of your earliest moment in like recognizing that that was something that you wanted to do? Like dance and kind of that, that recognition of kind of movement and beat and kind of those things coming together? I would say whenever I was a little, I wanted to be either an architect or a car designer. And so for me, that was kind of the mixture between art and science that mm. was really beautiful mm. in terms of being able to create shape and space, and but also have function. And so for me, there was oftentimes a struggle between finding kind of the proper balance between form and function um, in terms of my career, in terms of what I create. And so kind of thinking through that over time has been a lot of what has guided me into my decisions. So how did you then kind of going from that, that, that perspective end up at the university of Houston doing dance? So it was, um, I, I was going to go to NYU, um, <laughs> but um, my, I, my parents and I had agreed that if I went and to the honors college here, then I would go here and stay at home and stay kind of closer to the family. Yep. Um, and so I wanted to be a sports medicine physician at the time. And so I went into school for biochemistry and biophysics and then also with a minor in dance. So to can kind of continue being able to work within the dance roots as well. Okay. Very cool. So sort of from, it seems like sort of as, as far back as, as, you can remember is the this science and engineering kind of mm -hmm. mentality approach interest along with kind of this creative thread that's continued yeah. uh that's fantastic that's really cool um one of the kind of aspects of curiosity that uh, we talk a little bit about and would be interested in exploring is is challenging kind of a basis or a premise or a hypothesis and uh, so kind of one of these questions, maybe to just kind of pivot the discussion a little bit that I've got is what have you changed your mind about in all of these kind of things that you've experienced and, and stuff that you had kind of your, had a perspective on a particular thing and new information came in and now you have kind of a different perspective. I'd just be interested if there's yeah. something in that bucket. I don't know if this answers the question, but this has been something that has been on my mind lately and had been on my mind for a while, um, is kind of the idea between sport and art within dance. For me, it was all, oftentimes, can I technically do this? Can I physically do this? And sometimes I felt like I missed like, kind of the artistry component. And mm -hmm. so, and that that's kind of true within uh, kind of all of the art that I've done and on the science side, is, is the art still in there? And so it's, what is the right balance? And what do I, I guess, what do I feel is the right balance and how to find that? Where are you at on that discovery journey? Is it, uh, I may, is there like an, an example of where those things really kind of come together uh, in your mind? You shared kind of the architecture and kind of uh, car design and these things. Are mm -hmm. there are there things that 
you see today or maybe sort of in the future that you that that those are going to become more and more likely to integrate? I think that there's a lot of opportunities within science. I mean, I'm seeing a little bit of it within, or I guess a lot within the, the music work that I'm doing um, in terms of being a lot more comfortable with playing around with it, but then also creating kind of the structure. So within kind of the beat patterns, I have words and then I'm playing around with where should they kind of go kind of more towards the front, more towards the back of the kind of the section, things like that. Um, and so there's a lot of elasticity in terms of how I'm thinking and kind of moving with sound. So as someone who is obsessed with the sciences, um, and that's where I like to get more nerdy than other areas of life, I would say, I, I think it's amazing to think about the factor of blending a variety of disciplines that may otherwise you know, just feel separated from one another. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't see that commonly where humans naturally think about you know, bringing neuroscience and art together to create something more magical and more beautiful. How do you feel like bringing those two together allows you to create something that is more magical, beautiful, serendipitous, whatever goal or ambition that you're working toward? Like, how does that, I guess, create it or even take it to another level than it otherwise might? So it's kind of the story of where the whole is greater than the sum of its parts. You have people who by kind of having multidisciplinary work, you have people who are experts on each of their own subjects and are able to bring in and pick out kind of the, what what works from their own expertise into something that creates something kind of bigger and grander than anyone could have created by themselves. Fantastic. There's so many different sort of (laughs) places that I feel like we, we, we could go. My brain is neurostorming. Yeah. yeah, It is official. I am, uh... I, my silence is because there's too many thoughts going on. I need to focus. (laughs) (laughs) So, I mean, Anastasia, I mean, a lot of the things that you're spending your time on are really fascinating. Really. I mean, do you have like, what, what do you do for fun? I guess like, (laughs) is it, uh, is dance that outlet? Is it, uh, you know, could you have like hobbies or things? I mean, you're busy, you're doing lots of different kinds of things. Are there, is there room for anything else? Yeah. So, I mean, for, for me, this is definitely fun. This is where I kind of get gain energy from is exploring these kinds of questions, working with interesting people. Um, I do play volleyball uh, several yeah. times a week, usually um, live somewhat close to Hermosa Beach. So it's quite fun. Awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah California is a good place for anything outdoors. Mm-hmm. Everything. Now, Houston is an OK time for that. But mm-hmm. uh, generally, we're, we're getting there. It's still <laughs> early October. Yeah. So we get to like December, it'll be like only 80. And then the winter and storm then, comes. Yeah. yeah. Hopefully not again. <laughs> One was more than enough. <laughs> Climate change. What? <laughs> no. Exactly. Exactly. So uh, what other, I mean, what other projects are you working on that, uh, that you have kind of on the horizon? Um being out in LA, I'm sure that you bump into a lot of interesting folks. There's lots of kind of cool things. Are there anything, anything that you'd be willing to kind of talk about or, or share that you feel like are maybe kind of on the, in the near term? Yeah, this is still super early stages, um, but I'm working on possibly creating a fashion line. There's definitely some clothing that I want to wear that I have not found. Um, and so that, that's something that I'm interested in working on and exploring as well. And so I, I've had a couple of conversations about that. So hoping to have some more conversations on that sometime soon. Okay. And then also uh, one thing that I felt was missing when I kind of 
moved to LA and I I'm, I'm, don't think that this is missing from LA. This is missing from probably my social circles was a lot of kind of interdisciplinary groups that were focused on kind of creating something cool. And so one thing that I'm working on is of kind of pulling together a bunch of different creatives. And so we have a, kind of within our group, we have uh, SFX um, kind of makeup artists, uh, photographers, videographers, uh, producers, et cetera. And so we're talking about creating different like um, going out to Joshua Tree and creating something or maybe having like a creative Fridays or something like that. Hmm. And is that like in the form of film primarily or is it uh i guess kind of what's the medium that uh yeah so I, I the medium kind of it depends right now it's kind of more in the idea stage we've had kind of different groups it's, it ended up being to kind of towards video or towards the production of something um, but i think it's interesting to go with not necessarily a goal in mind of what to create but maybe kind of a set of goals or questions to answer it's mm. awesome that's curiosity yeah <laughs> coming fully alive and are those things that you I guess, is there like a little snippets or these not published at all? It's just kind of for the consumption of kind of the, the group themselves. Uh, Currently it's kind of been more, more so on the consumption of the group ourselves, but I should probably document more. Uh, I do post things on my Instagram sometimes as okay. well. Okay. That's wild. That's very cool. You've said yes to a lot of things and yeah. have learned from a lot of those things. Is there anything that you've kind of said no to that you feel like was, whether it was the right answer yeah. or the wrong answer, but it's kind of something you deliberately left aside. Uh, there's pro uh, quite a few things that I've probably said no to. Um, a lot of them are if if I feel like I've done something really similar and I don't think I'll gain value from having doing something kind of the same again. Um, and so that that oftentimes is kind of the work with people who aren't really pushing the boundaries um, of kind of the work that they've done before and just kind of trying to replicate more than kind of innovate. So that constant balance between pushing the boundaries and that delicate balance of when to say yes, when to say and, and when to say no, mm -hmm. is I think a very wise reality to live within, right? Because it's sometimes difficult to know those things. And so what's like a, a cool example of, you know, building on what you're asking, Scott, like what's a cool example of when you just said no to something and like, how did that make you feel? I have to be honest, I'm really bad at saying no to things. Okay. I'm usually more of the end. <laughs> um, but th there was um, a concept for a video shoot that it was in, in college. And so a person had wanted to basically recreate the same one, but not necessarily add anything new to it. Um, and so for me, I kind of had the option of doing that that weekend or something that I is a, another opportunity that would have kind of pushed the boundaries of my, what I had experienced before um, and the, my skills. So I opted to do the other opportunity. So, and is the new no. And is the new no. Got it. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you for being on the show. Yeah. It's really great to meet you. Very pleasure. Uh, pleasure to meet you as well. Yeah. Yes. Thanks so much for being here with us serendipitously and intentionally. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thank you for listening. Join Brad and Scott next time on the Curiosity Podcast. Onward. The Curiosity Podcast is hosted by Brad Rosacci and Sky Gale. The guests featured are on as individuals and are not on the show to represent an organization and no commercial relationship implied or otherwise as a result of their appearance. The views and opinions expressed herein are solely those of the individuals and do not reflect the opinions or beliefs of any affiliated organization.